It's time to meet the Arsenal people who should make us just as proud as the men and women who do it on the pitch. This is the Arsenal Vision Post-Match Podcast. My name is Elliot Smith, the Black Man Twitter at Yankee Gunner. This is part two of Stronger Together, named uh, sort of with an eye towards Mikel Arteta's concept that together we are stronger, right? Asking for the supporters to band together with him and his team. But it's more than just his team, right? It's the whole club. It's what the club does in North London through Arsenal and the community. Uh, and it's what the club has extended its work to be in the Zattery camp. Yesterday in part one, you heard from the voices of Zattery, right? The the boys and girls in the program, the moms. You also heard from people helping administer and run the program in the Zattery camp from Jordan. And today you're going to hear from the Arsenal people who are a critical part of that. We should really take pride in the people at our club because beyond the men and women we cheer for on the pitch and the managers and the technical directors and all of the people that we know so well, this is a club filled with wonderful human beings who not only care about Arsenal um, on the pitch, but care about Arsenal's stewardship around the world and and role as a citizen of the world. And so today's episode will introduce you to some of the, the important people that are helping the Coaching for Life program in the Zattery camp uh, exist and and using the education that they have from the work in the North London community to help transport the program uh, to Jordan. So, as a reminder, if you give, you are eligible to win a VIP ticket to the Brighton game where you will get to be part of the Breakdown Live. You'll get to be in a box, get food, get drink, hang out with the podcasters, really have a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience uh, for Arsenal in a season that could be a once-in-a-lifetime experience itself. So, really something special. Ian Wright is going to sign one of his shirts from his playing days as well and give that away to, to someone. And if you want to bid... On VIP t- tickets, we have an auction site where you can do that as well. Uh, there's also club-level tickets for Chelsea, for Southampton. So there's good stuff there as well, and you can get involved with that. I want to thank you again for the extraordinary response so far. It, it really is a reminder that when we use the word community and we say it's a great community and it's a great club and great supporters, you see the work we're doing together, and you can have no mistake, no illusions uh, about who we are as people um, because the way we banded together to, to really support this cause is extraordinary. So thank you so much already. And if you can't contribute, that's okay. Maybe you tell a friend or you just listen to the pod and become educated about what the club is doing. Um, and if you can contribute and haven't yet, I, I hope you'll take the time to do that. So we're going to get started here um, with today's episode and we'll start with Freddie Hudson, who has been running Arsenal in the community for a long, long time. So it gives you a, a real tie-in to what's happening in North London. Uh, and then we'll continue from there. So first up, Freddie Hudson. And all of this, by the way, recorded in the Zattery camp. So you're still going to be right there in the camp. These are all people who had, who had made the journey, who had been there to help out, to be participants in the program, not just uh, voices to speak about the program. So um, I'm going to turn it over to myself, <laughs> of course, and Freddie. I'm pitch side uh, in the Zattery refugee camp with Freddie Hudson, who is the head of Arsenal in the community and a trustee of the Arsenal Foundation. Hello, Freddie. Hi, good to meet you. Yeah, it's been good to spend time with you uh, on the trip. We just came from a pretty emotional moment talking to some kids, expressing uh, what this program has meant to them uh, psychologically, emotionally, as well as uh, footballistically. But I think where it'd be really interesting to hear from you is on how you've taken everything you've learned from Arsenal and the community, spending almost 40 years uh, bringing the good work to the North London community and exported it here to the Zattery refugee camp. 
Yes, it's exactly that. It's the experience over almost 40 years of working with young people in quite challenging communities and how the football club has a role in supporting those children, those families, those neighbourhoods. And it's building pitches like we've built here in Zattery that we started to build back in the early 2000s in, in Islington. Um, wrapping around those pitches long-term programs with relatable trusted adults that can offer a sense of belonging to the football club a positive sense of purpose um, some opportunities that come off the back of those projects like employment and education and so forth and it's kind of wrapping around all of that experience coupling it together with save the children's expertise and co-creating this project that we've called coaching for life that is actually a really important program for this camp and you can just hear in the background the sort of joy of football taking place and it's an inspiration to see it um, in terms of maybe some differences that you notice with the way the program operates here in Zattery and, and some of the different challenges that the, the kids in the program face here versus what you experienced in North London. How might you differentiate what's happening here from what's, what's happening back at home? Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting point and the environments are, are very different and it would be wrong of us to compare you know, the challenges from children that have fled war and growing up in a, a refugee camp like this to some of the challenges back in inner city areas like London that children are facing there. But what we found is the, the approaches to projects like Coaching for Life, like the community programs we run back in North London, it's those approaches that are, are not changing the dynamics, they're not taking uh, the, those environments and giving them back the life they had back in Zattery. But what they are doing is making the children cope a little bit better with the life they have in here. And obviously the thing that you see when you come here so clearly, children are the same all over the world and the way they respond to football is sort of the same all over the world and is that something that strikes you when you see the impact of the programs in North London and then you come here and see kids just getting the chance to be kids, how something as simple as football that people might dismiss the importance of is actually transformative in the lives of, of children that don't often get to just be children and don't get the some of the educational experiences that football can deliver. Well, it's one of my favourite discussion points, actually, and I think that's the educated discussion of football club's role in society, a football club's role in its community, and it has football clubs up and down the country, and indeed across the across the world, have an ability to naturally connect with their with their communities, their fan base, and that's the platform that we use to work alongside expert partners like Save the Children, like some of the services that we work with back home in North London to create projects that don't have solutions to those challenges but have some really significant contributions to make. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I Just a couple more things. So firstly, you know, you're wearing Arsenal on your chest right now. Uh, you see a lot of that around the camp, the importance of being here. But for people that you know, or maybe aware of Arsenal in the community, maybe not even aware of Arsenal in the community, 40 years of contributing to the local North London community. What would you say to someone who is curious about why here, why it matters for Arsenal to show up here? It is a global club, there is a global fan base, but there may be people sort of curious about why the impact here is so important. Do you have a, a sense of connection to this place and why this mission is particularly important, Arsenal? 
Yeah, I've got a couple of responses to that actually. So first of all, it's a challenge for me personally to to see that work back in North London tested in an environment like this in a refugee camp, um, and the impact that's coming out of that, the measurements that we have from external evaluation, it's all telling us that it's working. When we listen to children, like we just have, talk about the, the meaning that this club and this project has to them, we know it works. And it's, it's proof of concept in some ways, but, but also it's, you know, why is Attery? And it's our partnership with Save the Children that brought us here. So Save the Children had a presence here and we turned a, a partnership with Save the Children from a grant giving partnership to their natural disasters um, into something that we wanted to co-create together and share our experiences and expertise and be really bold, be really brave, be really forward looking and try to create something together in a camp in Zattery that would replicate what we did in back in North London. You see the impact of it, um, you know, and just for my part, you see how much it means and how important it is to people here and the thought of it going away or not being available to them is you know something you don't even want to to contemplate that only happens because people contribute that only happens because there is a willingness on the part of the club and a generosity on the part of the fan base to help ensure this program continues so for anybody that you know doubts the impact of it uh, all you can say is when you're here it's it's something you can't miss and if Freddie I, I think we owe you a debt of gratitude for what you've done in the North London community and then using that education and that experience to export to, to a place like this. It literally changes lives. So just as, you know, a final thought, does coming here in some ways feel like a, not a culmination because that makes it sound like it's, it's finishing, but feel like a validation of, of all the work that's being done back in the community and prove out the success of the program and the importance of continuing it? Yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I've been here several times and one of the strong messages I hear, particularly from the adults in the camp, and they're the same, they've, they've fled their country, they're, they're living in a refugee camp, and one of the strong messages that we've heard consistently over the last five years since we've been here is that they don't want to be forgotten by the outside world. And they see Arsenal coming here as playing really strongly into that. You know, for all intents and purposes, Arsenal is the outside world, but we've got a constant presence here. So that's a really strong message into this camp that the outside world are aware and they haven't forgotten about the families, the 82,000 refugees that are living in this camp. Just a last thing, from a pride standpoint, I mean, I can't, I can't be here and not feel incredibly proud to just be a supporter of the club, but as someone who's helped develop the program and is inside the club on a day-to-day -day basis, how proud are you of the club that this is part of the legacy of, of what this football club stands for, not just what happens on the pitch at the Emirates Stadium, but what happens on these pitches here in Zattery? Yeah, and you, you have to rewind in, in the club's history to, to deep dig into that pride. And, you know, it's not just pride of what we produce on the pitch. And we're all, we're all fans of the club. We're all very, very proud of that. Of course. And that history. But it's actually what we stand for as a football club, as, a, as, a, as the Arsenal family, including the fan base, the staff, these projects, the, the partners that we work with. It's, it's the pride in what we stand for off the pitch and being bold, brave, and really having the foresight to come into communities like this and bring our experience in, in a very low-key way, bring our experience to just make the lives of the families and the children in this camp just that little bit better. Normal way to wrap up an interview is to say thank you, but in this instance, genuinely thank you for the work in North London, for the work here, and for the time to talk to me. Thank you, Elliot. Appreciate it. 
as you can imagine, uh, for someone who does the work he does, Freddie is one of the most lovely, thoughtful, considerate people you could ever hope to meet. Uh, and I am very fortunate to have had the chance to meet him and uh, someone that I call a friend and, and hope to see again soon um, doing great work in North London and extending that great work to Zattery Camp. Now, <clears throat> you're going to meet the CDP coaches, CDP, the coaching development program, part of the Arsenal and the community program. But these CDP coaches got to do a cycle in the Zattery camp. These are young people who went far away from home, took a leap of faith and learned as much from the kids in the program as, you know, they were able to to teach themselves. You, you're going to love this trio. Um, Saul and Bex and Alex uh, were there for a month. We got to see them sort of at the tail end of that time there. So they really had a lot to share with us. You'll hear all three of them now, and then you'll hear Saul uh, again a little bit later. So it's now my pleasure to introduce you to Bex and Saul and Alex. I'm here with the three Arsenal in the Community CDP coaches. That's the coaching development program. They've been here for a month in the Zattery camp. They're actually going back uh, two days from when we record this. They're going back on Friday after spending a month in the camp. Uh, so first things first, I uh, want to just ask you, Saul, if you don't mind, can you explain to people who don't know what the CDP is, what the coaching development program is, can you explain just a little bit about what the program does? Well, uh, as it describes, uh, the coach development program is a program uh, that anyone can really enroll on again you have to have an interest in coaching and want to develop as a coach but even if you are a novice coach or even a coach with the the most experience uh, the cdp program kind of um, gives you hours in a load in a load of sectors so this could be with regards to disability within primary schools within uh, the natural practice of coaching so again a really good uh, program to to enroll on yeah, it's a, a great program, part of Arsenal in the community, which is really the blueprint for what's happening here with Coaching for Life in the Zattery camp. And Bex, you have just wrapped up a month uh, here in Jordan. Before this trip, had you ever done any travel like this before? No, I'd done no travel before this trip. That's pretty intense when they told you you were going to have the opportunity to come here. What was your reaction, your family's reaction? What were the thoughts you had about what you might see when you got here? Um, we were all very excited. Um, it's a great opportunity. Drew talked uh, talk to us about what the trip would be and the opportunity we have. So I think we all felt very, very honoured to, to come here. Um, and my family as well, very, very happy for me. Um, but I had no expectations coming here. I deliberately didn't come with any expectations, um, which I think was the best thing for me. It's, I say I come with no expectations, but it exceeded everything that I thought it would. It's been brilliant. Maybe just picking out one thing in terms of what surprised you. I, I know it's always hard on the spot when like, what's the thing that surprised you the most? It's like, well, I had thought about that. But if you could come up with something that maybe changed your perception or surprised you in a way that you weren't expecting about the trip, is there something that comes to mind specifically? Um, how serious the coaches were and how open they were to discuss coaching with us and the kids and their experiences. I, I didn't think that they would see it as important we know they're important but we were worried that maybe they didn't realize the importance of their role here but they do and the way they work with the kids and the way they collaborated with us was was brilliant 
Yeah, it's it's incredible to see. Even just the couple of days I've been here watching it. Um, Alex, 19, here again on a first trip away, and I have to say a lot of things I've been impressed with on this trip. Maybe more than any of them, the amount of food Alex can eat is prodigious. Uh, is one word you could use for it? Intimidating, a little bit scary. There's a lot of ways you could say it, but he is a tall, strapping young man, and he can certainly handle it. Alex, one thing I love watching is is the way you interact with the kids and how much the coaches respond to you and the bond that you built with them. Obviously, you don't speak Arabic, not fully. All of you have picked up some words. Saul, fully fluent, as we've been told many times. Um, sort of seeing bits and pieces of that, to be fair. But in terms of the bond you built with the kids, did it surprise you how close you've gotten to them and to the coaches and um, the way that relationship developed over the month you've been here? Um, yeah, I think, as you said, not we didn't come here, didn't speak Arabic. Um, didn't speak their native language so I think it was really important for us to establish that bond really early on and I'm not sure I think it was just the coaching the coaching was kind of like the the main balance for us you know we connected on that and I think it was really important for me as junior uh, the junior coaches here it was really important to show them that you know whilst I'm young you know I can still lead stuff on my own and I think that was really important for them to see um, and to understand that you know they may be assistant coaches, maybe third in charge, but at the end of the day, they have a voice and they can use it. And it's really important for them to see that, you know, they can lead sessions, they can have their input and not feel threatened by the senior coaches. Um, so I think that was really important. But um, with regards to the kids, I think uh, when we came here, as uh, Drew, I think, said something about the power of the badge. Um, but I think despite us being part of Arsenal, um, just being friendly towards them and them being really receptive towards us and you know trying to get involved with uh, them playing football as much as possible um, has really helped us to build those connections and I think we'll all be really sad to go here because of those established connections and relationships that we've um, that we've uh, established with them. Saw a couple goodbyes today you know not final goodbyes for you guys but still obviously really emotional. One thing that You'll see a lot of times online written is classinal, right? Talking about Arsenal and class, but a lot of times it's describing a contract for a player, you know, or something that we've done on the pitch. This is really what it means. And obviously all of us care deeply about the football. All of us want Arsenal to be successful on the pitch. That is the primary reason the organization exists. But that gives Arsenal a tremendous platform to go and do great things in the world. You guys get to see it in North London. How much pride salt does it give you to then step outside North London where so much good is being done and see that exported all the way here to Jordan where the need is so great, has it changed maybe or just enhanced the way you think about Arsenal the club and what it means to be associated with that? Yeah, definitely. I had um, a lot of pride for Arsenal like even prior to, to these experiences out here but seeing how Arsenal has impacted um, these kids' lives, these coaches' lives, how they've been able to take their experiences and have an impact and let have an impact in their life I could only um, thank Arsenal for, for for what they're doing for these kids and of course um, the main thing is as you said Arsenal always have to have a, a bit of class about them and I think we've shown that during this trip I'm sorry, I'm, I'm watching Alex draw dust faces on the table as we talk now, and I have to say it's demonstrating quite the artistic impression there. Um, Alex, I think you mentioned this, so I just want to ask you about it quickly. Uh, there's a pres presumption that you're here to teach, and you are here to teach, but I think there was the point that you made that you're also learning quite a bit. 
And I'm curious if you could just maybe expand on what it is that you've learned and you're learning from the people here uh, in addition to what you're able to teach them. Um, I think the main thing that I learned was that, you know, these kids, you see the conditions that they live in in a refugee camp. And one point that we made was like these kids, they don't know if they're going to get to play football the next day, which is different to back home where most of the kids understand that, you know, they'll get to play football the next day and the day after that. So I think the main thing that I've taken away is that these coaches always make their sessions as fun as possible and make the kids want to come back, which I think is the most important thing to take away from this trip is that, you know, you have to make them, you have to make these sessions enjoyable. You have to make these sessions so that the kids are going to want to come back so that they're going to talk about it all the time and I think you know that if there's one thing that I will take away from this trip uh, is is probably that is that you know I need to make sure as a coach it's my job to make sure that these kids want to come back and that these kids are feeling feeling fun they're feeling it joyful when they play um, and I think that's the most important thing well they certainly do you see it um, the minute you're here, it's, it's almost incredible because when you step inside that gate where the pitches are located, you could be transported to a pitch anywhere around the world just in the sounds and the smiles and the way you see them engaging. So I guess a, a, as a last point here, Bex, the goal of the program isn't just for Arsenal to come here and bring the program to Zattery. It's also to give Zattery people the power to deliver the program independently to some extent, right? Sustainable resiliency. And what you're doing here is empowering the coaches who are Syrians, who are local to Zattery, to know how to not just teach football, because that's not all we're doing. I say we like I've done anything. That's not all you're doing that I've observed. You're teaching them to have a voice, to have self-confidence, to do conflict resolution, to build friendships, to re-engage in school and their scholarship, to have a future that they would not be able to see, you know, just driving back to base camp. We saw kids coming back from the farms, 14, 12, 13-year-old kids coming back from the farms working illegally at child labor. This program has lifted other kids out of that. So in terms of what you feel you're able to do in terms of delivering continuity here so that the coaches that are based here and the Syrians that are based here can deliver those values to the people within the camp. Is that really the most important part of this so that it's sustainable and that they can carry forward the program through their own teaching? I think so. Um, we want to make it so it's their program. We want to give them something that they can work with and work towards and that was sort of our aim coming here. We wanted to give the coaches as much as the knowledge that we have to them so that they can carry on and teach the kids and the junior coaches can come up and carry on and teach all the kids as well. Um, I think that's why we sort of made it very important that our coaching sessions to so the coaches were fun. We wanted them to have, you know, they do so much for these kids and there's a lot of almost weight on their shoulders to deliver these sessions so we wanted to make sure that they had a chance to have fun they had a chance to enjoy all the games and the the sessions that they would deliver and you know they do a brilliant job from what we've seen a brilliant job what could be more arsenal than taking north london a program born in north london over 30 years ago with arsenal in the community bringing it to a refugee camp in jordan on the edge of the Syrian border where people have fled terrible conflict and violence and showing that that beautiful thing that makes people feel so much love for North London can create the same kind of values in people here 
in Jordan for these Syrians living in a refugee camp. So it's, it's brilliant to see. And you guys taking the leap of faith to come down here and carry that tradition forward is, is incredible. So uh, Alex and Saul and Bex, thank you for what you did. Safe travels home. And we'll certainly look forward to catching up with you back in North London. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you. It was almost hard for me to conduct a serious interview with Drew Tyler, who's coming up next, because he's so funny. He's so spirited. Um, you just want to joke around with Drew. But Drew uh, is the project lead for the Coaching for Life program. And when he gets to the camp, you just see him light up and you see the kids light up and you see the coaches light up. He uh, has an infectious personality that just overflows with enthusiasm for what he's doing there. I'm so excited to introduce you to him. Um, someone who is a serious Arsenal supporter, but also a very serious person doing serious work for uh, the people in the Coaching for Life program. So, uh, Drew Tyler from the Zattery Camp, up next. How, how many trips is this out here for you now? Uh, I think this is 10 or 11 since August 2018. So, yeah, it's starting to feel like a bit of a home from home now. What's the biggest change in the program you've seen in those five years? Um, I think it's not so much big changes, but um, just kind of gradual improvement, really. The, the whole the program's gone from strength to strength we've got an amazing team in um in jordan and and the coaches are sort the coaches work so hard but the the sort of participation and commitment of the kids i think has from the beginning has has really improved like these kids are are here every week the pitches are away the pitches are full um and the coaches really know how to get how to get the best out of the kids now in terms of Comparing this to like Arsenal in the community, obviously there's a lot of parallels to working with um, at-risk young people. Do you see things in this program that can carry to North London or things that are happening in North London that are valuable for the program you're running here in Zattery? Yeah, I think it works both ways. And, and so much of the success of this program is down to what we've learned in our programs in the community in London. Like all of the things that like the football in here is important but the the things that we really value are the fact that these kids have got coaches that they can trust like they've got pitches that are theirs and that they feel like they feel safe when they're here like those those are the most important factors really um the fact that they can come here and and play football and spend time with their friends is is amazing and yeah the, the football comes second i think to all, all of those things the way they light up when you're here, I mean, I, I know I joked around a bit, but it really is extraordinary. And you realize they, Arsenal means, whatever we think Arsenal means to us, imagine what it means to young boys and girls who have lived in a somewhat hopeless environment and where the club, combined with Save the Children, has brought hope to their life and brought a place for them to be a kid and celebrate and experience the joy of scoring a goal, of winning a game. Um, when you come here and you see the way they react to just your presence at the camp. Does it really strike you how Arsenal Football Club has become a critical part of, of their life and the, the sort of optimism they feel about it? Yeah, definitely. And I think for, for a lot of these kids, they haven't necessarily always had a, a big reference for football. So part of, through our work, we've been trying to sort of teach them about Arsenal and it's obviously coming at a great time as well when, the, when, the, when our teams are doing so well. Um, but yeah, we, we know that they recognise the badge and they recognise the Arsenal badge and Save the Children badge and they associate that with something that is so positive to them. Some It's a place where they feel so safe and this is, this is, this is the best time of their week. 
Um, I think compared to kids in London who probably can go and they know that there's always another session, could be the next day. Um, these kids might have one or two sessions a week or times when they can access the pitch, but this is really their their highlight of the, of the week and where they love spending their time. And for, for us to be part of that is amazing and not surprising really with the way that Arsenal try to do things the right way and try to do the right things. I have to say, just watching, like I said, the way they light up when you're here, it's so clear the impact you're having. So all kidding aside, you know, thanks for what you do and, and for the program and the impact you're having. And I want to say, during your last answer, you executed a perfectly clean outside of the boot, first time control to send the ball back into play for the girls. So well done. Um, once again, that's Drew, project lead for the Coaching for Life program. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Elliot. All right, back to Saul Edwards, one of the CDP coaches. Um, this was one of the earlier interviews I conducted right uh, pitch side in Zattery. And Saul just really thoughtful about the time he spent in Jordan and in the refugee camp. So I was glad to have a, a chance to speak to him a bit more. This is Saul Edwards. All right, I'm here with Saul Edwards. He's a coach in the uh, coaching development program. Spent a month here in the Zattery camp working with the coaches here to help get them prepared. Hello, Saul. Uh, hi, how are you? So, uh, first things first, uh, is this the furthest away you've ever been from home? Uh, yeah, furthest away and uh, the longest um, time I've been away from home. So, when you got the chance to come out here, it must have been a bit intimidating. What were your first impressions of the camp? Uh, well, first impressions of the camp, uh, outside talking about it, was uh, didn't know what to expect, uh, essentially a uh, clean slate. But when I actually got here, um, of course, you see these kind of uh, camps on TV, etc. But when you're actually here, um, you, it kind of hits you how, how tough it really is. And then you got to start to work with the coaches. You're working with the coaches who work with both the uh, boys and the girls. And how did you find their reaction to you and their willingness to learn from you and, and the engagement you had with them to try to get them prepared to work with the kids? Well, at first, uh, uh, there was a bit of scepticism as didn't know how the, the coaches would generally take to me. But from day one, the, the coaches have been fantastic. Uh, they've heard of I our ideas, we've heard their ideas, and we've managed to build a, a brilliant relationship. We're literally standing on the edge of the girls' pitch where uh, one of the cameramen has just been smacked in the face and potentially broken his nose with a ball kicked very hard from a 12-year-old girl participating in the program here. Uh, since we're standing on the girls' pitch, it's worth asking, what's been your impression of the participation of the girls in the Coaching for Life program and how you've seen them develop during the month you've been here? Well, uh, when I first came to this program, I didn't think the participation of the girls would be uh, as high uh, of the boys of course, but again, I've, um, I'm surprised with the amount of participation the girls, the, the leadership from the girls, the girls' coaches, very impressed by how they're willing to, to, to bring themselves to, to this program. It's very beneficial. And in terms of working with the, the coaches that are based here, what's the thing that they were most curious about with you or most wanted to learn about you or most understand about you uh, when you started working with them? Well, there wasn't really one specific thing they were curious about. They were just willing to learn anything we were we we, we would show them. So we generally do a lot of stuff that's game-based. So stuff that's fun, stuff that children are going to be interested in, stuff that uh, has the the ideas of resilience or 
or working as a team, communication, these kind of aspects. These are the type of things we wanted to show them, but they already had an idea due to our prior visits of what these things entail. So just a couple more things. Firstly, the connection to Arsenal. How strongly do they identify with the club and how much has the club come to represent this program, this hope, this optimism for the people in the camp and the coaches and the kids? Well, it's massive. When, when you compare Arsenal to the rest of the clubs, it can't compare in terms of the impact it has within this part of the world. If you ask these kids now today, um, any teams uh, re really do they know of? It's, it's mainly just Arsenal and it's because of the impact they've they've brought to the camp. Like I asked the coach specifically, um, who do you support our, or, and he said, well, they, they mostly know, know about La Liga uh, during their times growing up, but now it's just Arsenal. Arsenal's the, the only thing that they, they really follow at this moment. So now it's back to London, back to coaching in London. As you start to get your mind in the proper place to head home, what do you think you will most take from this project here in Zattery, back home, that will carry with you to the coaching you're doing in North London? Well, just take, take coaching in terms of fi uh, things, just keep things simple because the simple things at times could be the most impactful. If we're able to create these opportunities for participants to play football, whether that's in Zattery, whether that's in um, Highbury, where the hub is, we just need to uh, make it simple and make it as enjoyable as possible. Thanks a lot, Saul, and uh, safe travels back to London. Cheers, man. Thanks. Thanks for the, for the interview. I figure we should finish strong with a final section from a woman who is no stranger to this program, who you've seen uh, at our live event in Union Chapel last May, um, at the one prior to that at Victoria Tavern, and who has been uh, on the podcast before. That's Maraid King. She runs the Arsenal Foundation, and she has been instrumental in allowing us to help out with this program, uh, allowing me to make a trip to the Zattery Camp to see this work being done firsthand. And uh, we wouldn't be able to create this kind of uh, project together to, to raise this money and, and support this cause without her. Um, and she's instrumental in the Coaching for Life program uh, existing at all and helping to develop it. So I'm thrilled to introduce uh, Maraid again. You're going to hear from her in Zattery. So we conducted this interview while we were there, uh, her thoughts on the program and where it's headed. So I'm here with Maraid King, who is no stranger uh, to anybody listening to this podcast at this point, um, a critical part of the success of uh, last year's fundraiser and uh, if you were lucky enough to be at the Union Chapel event you met Maraid there. Maraid of course is with the Arsenal Foundation and we're here uh, pitch side at Zattery Camp talking to Maraid today about the program, what it's achieved and where it's going from here. Maraid, always good to talk to you. Thank you Elias, I'm always honoured to be here and to speak on the Arsenal Vision podcast. Well that's um, entirely too kind. Oh, heads up, football incoming. Uh, one of the dangers of being pitch side. <laughs> Probably a wayward touch from Drew, if I had to guess. Um, so, Marie, as we stand here in, in this moment, when you think about what the program has achieved up to this point and how you see the future of the program from here, how do you think about where we are in, in the life cycle of the program and where it can go next? Well, thanks, Elliot. That's a really good question. I mean, the future of Coaching for Life is all about building sustainable resilience. And, you know, what does that mean? What does sustainable resilience mean? Well, you will have heard about the impacts here and seen them on your trip here to the camp. You'll have st heard stories from young people, from boys and girls who've been directly impacted. We've already impacted the lives of 3,200 children who have gone through Coaching for Life. 
Um, and looking forward, what we need to do is build on all the lessons learned that we've he- learned here. We need to adapt the program. We need to. We've we've had conversations with the communities, with the participants, with the coaches, and with our teams in North London as well, in Arsenal and the community, to see what's the best way to develop this program so that we are responding to the changing needs in the camp. And I think if we do all of that, if we bring all of that together, then we are building long-term resilience and we're building on what we already know really works. So what really works now is this creating a sense of community, a sense of belonging. You will have seen here on your visit how important that sense of belonging, belonging to the Arsenal family, is to these kids, is to their families. Great cheers. (laughs) And this sense of belonging is really, really important. It's because we've created these safe places to play. We have trusted adults. And the sustainable bit is that we have junior coaches here, Syrian coaches. These have been trained up by our community coaches from North London and there's more and more of them that we're we're training up. We're training more assistant coaches so there's sustainability in that, there's a pathway through that. We're also looking at how we can reach more kids Um, so as well as the 20 week programme we're also expanding into running mini leagues and we're such a trusted partner now in this camp. People love Arsenal, they love the Arsenal name, they love what we're doing here so we can organise mini leagues we can reach more and more kids uh, by engaging with more of them and then another element of the future which is really important for us is we have now achieved gender equity in this programme which is incredibly important so we have a 50-50 split of girls participating in the programme and also in terms of coaches and so we want to move on to it being gender transformative you know we we want to continue being innovative we want to continue moving forward and being innovative and so what does gender transformative mean it means engaging the boys and men in the conversation I mean I think you sat in on an advocacy session uh, Elliot where you will have seen uh, the young boys here talking about their emotions we want to focus on positive masculinity and get them involved in the conversation around the challenges and barriers that girls face and actually that will be really innovative that means we're moving forward with this program we're doing more and more with it we're engaging more participants more coaches and we're working even more on girls empowerment in the camp so that they and giving them a platform so that they can speak out on issues that are important to them and it's showing that solidarity as the Arsenal Foundation as the Arsenal family that's really really important and it's that long-term commitment and that solidarity and support uh, for everybody here that's important for the future of coaching for life it's interesting because when I think Arsenal supporter that can mean something different to everyone Uh, it can mean the people at Emirates Stadium on match day it can mean the people strictly around North London but I think increasingly we understand that it means people all over the world and it means these kids we just talked to who tell you that Arsenal means family to them Arsenal means community to them Arsenal means security and a brighter future to them in terms of tying what's happening here in Zattery back to the the Arsenal family the global community how do you think about this place being a piece of this larger puzzle that is the whole Arsenal tapestry Well, that's a really good question, Elliot. I mean, for me, I think we can all be part of this. And this is about bringing together the whole Arsenal family. It's about bringing together our supporters um, through their support of what we're doing here today, you know, learning more about it, engaging with it. It's about our players. It's about our staff. It's about our community in North London and what we've learned through our community coaches, bringing that out here. It's the family that is here. It's the young kids and their families and how much Arsenal means to them. So I think 
we all contribute to coaching for life. We're all we all have a role to play. We're all standing in solidarity. Support and what is what is being a football supporter? It's an act of solidarity. You're supporting your team through thick and thin. You're always there. You're always a supporter. It's the same here. We want uh, everybody who's an Arsenal supporter, who's part of the Arsenal family, whoever you may be, whether it's players, whether it's staff, whether it's supporters in North London or across the globe, to also stand in solidarity with what we're doing here and with the Arsenal family here, with these kids and with their families and support them too. So it's bringing together everybody and uh, in this real act of solidarity. So for everybody to be part of that, that's something we at Arsenal and everybody at Arsenal can be really, really proud of. It is pretty remarkable to come to this part of the world and if that Arsenal badge is on your chest, you're home, you're with your family. Whether that's here in Zattery or you know, standing outside the Emirates, you really feel welcomed and at home here. And so that sense of community, and it's a word that does get used a lot, but it is palpable here. And I think, you know, with the Arsenal Foundation being, uh, you, you know, something that wants to contribute not just to the local community, but to the global community, you really are stitching the fabric of the supporters together with these projects that you're doing here. Absolutely, and I would I would go further and say it's not just a sense of community, it's a sense of belonging. And we all love that. We all feel like when we belong to Arsenal, when we belong together as a family. And it's that coming together and great things can happen. We are doing great things here. You've heard about the impacts, you've heard individual stories. So let's continue to do great things together. And I know your supporters have been fantastic already in supporting this Coaching for Life. And hopefully together we can do even more and respond to more needs in this camp and continue to work with Coaching for Life. Yeah, well said. I was overwhelmed by the response uh, the last time we, we asked people to give. Then you come here and you see what that actually meant to people and, and the impact. And impact is the perfect word. So, Maria, obviously, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for giving the time to, to talk to me, um, for continuing to allow this podcast to be a part of that family and, and be a part of making an impact here because not just for the people on the podcast, but for everybody who listens and everybody who uh, contributes and is part of the community, it's, it's changing lives. It means the world to us. So thank you. You're very welcome, Elliot. And thank you to everybody who's listening to this today. And I hope uh, you've also enjoyed the podcast and learned something new about Arsenal and the Arsenal family today. Thank you. It's definitely the most important one we're doing. That's for sure. Thanks, Marie. And that's it. That's the end of the trip to Zattery. Two episodes uh, almost two hours of content. And if you made it this far, you have no idea how much I appreciate you just for listening to all of it, for trying to get to know more about what your club is doing because it is so special and it deserves the attention. And the fact that it is um, so little known is, is a shame, but at the same time, that's not why it's being done, right? It's not being done for notoriety. It's not being done for praise. It's being done because there's a need and because of the impact that can be made. So I thank you for giving, if you've given, for listening, uh, for being a part of the community, for caring about your club and caring about what your club is doing, not only in North London, but around the world for young people. I'm so fortunate to have been to that place to meet those wonderful people. And I wouldn't have been there without all of you. So thank you. If you can give, please do. If you can share, please share. Um, you know, and we will get back to talking football and primarily talking football. But being able to take a little break out of that, especially right now with everything going on in our football world, I think it is so nice to just remember that when we say we are supporters, we are supporting something bigger, bigger than what the men and women do on the pitch, 
bigger than transfer news and social media squabbles and bigger than the the opinions we share on football. We form a community that makes an impact in the world we live in. And I'm so proud to be a part of it and so thankful to share it with you. So I will leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for those who have given. And if you still plan to, I really appreciate it. You can always reach out and get in touch if you have any questions. But most of all, as Michaela likes to point out, we are stronger together. And together we can do big things, not just on the pitch and not just in North London, but around the world as supporters of this club. So that'll do it. We love you. And we'll talk to you again soon.